Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others, hosted by me, Alexis Barber. In this show, we invite real people and experts to share their stories about how they navigate an ever-demanding society and talk about the personal decisions we make from career to health and wellness. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. The sound may be a little bit different on this episode because I am recording it in a pretty large room because I'm in Rwanda and I wasn't necessarily expecting to do an episode like this, but I decided to sit down to talk about something that has been bothering me for quite a while, ever since this sort of influencer um, life of mine has started in last September. And that is, yes, you can hear these birds. I'm just, I'm in Rwanda right now and the birds are like very loud, but that aside, I want to talk about the problem with not getting political because ever since um, this past, I guess, two years of having Donald Trump in office and the 2020 election, we have very clearly seen a new, as well as like we hadn't had social media to the extent that we did back then, we've seen a new experience with expressing your political views online. Um, And a lot of that was really, really amplified during the murder of George Floyd in May 2020. And that was the time. So prior to that, I was always a very political person and was sharing a lot of my views online. But um, and in person, but it always backfired on me. So I sort of stopped and stifled my voice for a long time. And after June, it sort of seemed as though we were taking a new approach to addressing atrocities when they happened. But so many atrocities unfolded after that, that it seemed that people got a little bit bored of addressing human rights issues, addressing racism, and addressing and really dedicating themselves to learning how to be a better person, how to be a better citizen, and how to effectively make changes, which does require making sacrifices. Because it's important to remember that our positioning, especially that of white people, existed at the sacrifice, at the detriment of other people. And those people are black and brown. And when you are at a position of power and privilege and influence, if you want to give power, privilege, and influences to other people, you have to give something. The give is the word there. That is the verb. And what that means is you have to give up a little bit of your comfort. And that for me has been something I see a lot of people in the social media space really struggle with. And that struggle frustrates me for so many reasons. Some of them being the fact that these are people who are supposed to be my friends. Some of it being the fact that I look up to a lot of women who've built businesses online and when they don't seem to have the same values as me, it makes me sad that I have to remove 
my support of them because it's really hard to, you know, admit that people don't really care about my position in society as a black woman in a lot of ways. Now, I want to give a little bit of background as to my experience with sharing politics online and sharing my political views because I think it is so important to my frustration with this. And that is all my life, I wanted to be a magazine editor. Um, That's why I went to Northwestern for journalism. I wanted to go into journalism. I wanted to focus on, you know, fashion or beauty or something. Like I wanted to do that. And in 2014, my junior, the right before my junior year of high school, Mike Brown was shot two miles from my house. And I'm mixed and I grew up with a white family. It was very Christian, conservative, and very much focused on a sort of like, I don't know, love conquers all. I don't see color, but as Trump supporters. And then I have my black family who I'm not very close with necessarily and hadn't really had too many talks about racism with. And I went to a school that was predominantly white and Asian. And these Asian students had not grown up in the United States. And so they were not privy to the experience of black Americans and sort of thought black culture was just like, well, something to appropriate. And that itself put me in a very unique position of being around a lot of people who didn't care what happened. And in the words of my grandmother, Mike Thug was a Mike Brown was a thug who deserved to die because he didn't respect police. And I, as a 15-year-old, had to go through all of this emotion of frustration of someone who looked like my dad or brother being shot on a street that I had walked down versus me needing to be (laughs) palatable and acceptable to those around me. And as I worked through these emotions of feeling like this was the most horrible injustice and seeing that it happened so many other times and in so many other places and to people even younger and smaller, I was furious. And I became sort of known in my school as a bit of an activist, which I don't assign that word to myself because I believe there are people who do much harder work than I could ever do. And But in my school, which was a relatively like racist environment, I was because I was talking about it. For reference, my school was named Thomas Jefferson School, slave owner, and it had um, never celebrated Black History Month in all of the years that I had been there. We had an illustrious English program that only read two books by Black authors in the entire six years. And we had a teacher who jokingly called me an angry Black girl multiple times. And we were actually reading Invisible Man and The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn during Darren Wilson's non-trial where he didn't get indicted. And the same professors would have arguments with us about in. 2016 about why white people should be able to say the n-word and it's like it was horrible i felt completely alone during this time and i had to stand up for myself and i had to abandon my interests at the time which was writing magazines etc in order to gain enough prestigious knowledge to be taken to have my concerns about racism in this country taken seriously. So I'll back this up. 
I had wanted to focus on something completely different in my career. But when things in my community started happening and people wouldn't respect that they were a real problem, I abandoned that because I felt as though I was the only person speaking up in my sphere. And I needed prestige backup and like basically whiteness to encompass these feelings that I was feeling, which is why instead of studying journalism at Northwestern, I ended up studying political science. And we think that, oh, I study political science. Okay, I'm going to get this degree. People are going to listen to me now because I have a perspective. I have experienced this. I have done research about why it happens. I've done research about who perpetuates it. I've done research and I understand this and still nothing. And I do feel like I lost a lot of what I really wanted to do because I was just trying to prove these things were real to my family and to other white people and to other non-black people who just didn't believe me. So that is why today in this little influencer space that I have created or that has happened upon me, when I see these white women just continue to get to ignore what's going on in favor of not upsetting people, it makes my blood boil because I felt like I lost an entire childhood and an entire respect, entire relationships with my family because I wasn't allowed to not get political because I am a black woman and my and I couldn't sit by and watch people who look like me get murdered. And I couldn't fathom just I can't just not think about this because it is my family and it's my life. And when you take a moment, you're like, I just want to keep this all positive. I don't want to have negativity or I don't want to talk about something I'm not 100%, you know, understanding of. That privilege right there is the problem. That's the problem. It's because at the same time, some 10-year-old black girl is looking at social media and seeing these things happen and seeing maybe someone like you who she looks up to and yes, 10, because they are that young, and you're not talking about it, so now, so then what? So then what? When the people in power don't give any power to the people that they claim to want to help rebuild, that right there, and they don't even want to talk about it because it makes them uncomfortable, how uncomfortable do you think it is for me when I go to the, when I see a police officer on the street? How uncomfortable do you think it is is for my boyfriend when he's around police officers. How uncomfortable is it when you have people with Trump supporting hats come up to you and smirk at you when you're wearing a mask in a grocery store? How uncomfortable is it when you get called the N-word on the street? It's uncomfortable for us to live. You can take a little bit of your privilege and a little bit of your influence just to acknowledge what's going on in this country And maybe it won't hurt you. And maybe that conversation and maybe that little bit of sacrifice that you make will be what changes our future. Because when you sit back and you ignore what's going on in this country and you just don't want, and yes, even politics, because politics is the thing right now that I'm talking about, um, then you really just, you're being the antithesis of everything that you say you want to be, which is positive and helpful you aren't you're you're failing at that point because you are failing to acknowledge that a huge part of this country is dying that a democracy is at stake and you don't want to you just want to talk about skincare to make people feel better 
this is not the time to just feel better, okay? Like this is the time to do the work. This is the time to think about your actions and how you can help other people. And this is the time to have hard conversations and try and improve this world. And I don't see that enough. I am unfollowing people who refuse to acknowledge that this stuff is happening. And by this stuff, let me just be clear. The Capitol was stormed by a bunch of uh, violent Donald Trump supporters yesterday. And I am not surprised whatsoever because it was clearly indicted by the president multiple times. And I'm I'm honestly surprised it didn't happen sooner than this. But honestly, like to just sit and watch our democracy crumble and post your like meal instead of like not even posting a slide of being like this is crazy. Like really, like you are just acknowledging that like because when things that are this absurd happen and we think we make it taboo to acknowledge them. That's how they happen again. That's why it is like this is a current cycle, you know, like and I know that my frustration in this instance likely should be <laughs> against the Donald Trump supporters and the people who feel like they would in like endorse this type of thing. But you already know that I'm upset with them. What I'm more upset with right now is the people who maybe don't support it but are too scared to speak up about it or what. Like, okay, you're going to lose some followers. Okay, you might not say the right thing. Go to somebody who does know how to say the right thing. Do the work of educating yourself on this type of thing. Like, Politics for a lot of white people is not life or death. We understand that. But it is life or death for the rest of the country. So take a step down look at yourself realize you have to sacrifice in order to fulfill those promises you made in june 2020 of wanting to be better whatever that means you don't get to have a perfect life six months later and have not sacrificed or learned anything and still you know think that like you're helping this world because you're not like like i said i don't get the choice of whether or not i can be political that's frustrating in itself. And I think I would like that choice someday, but it's not right now. So everyone I think needs to realize that like this stuff is not just background noise like it used to be. Politics is not just background noise. It is life or death for a lot of people. And to pay attention, acknowledge, and learn about it is not the worst, hardest thing you can do. Like give a little bit, please, to all of us who have been consumed by this since we were children and try and help this world like you said you were going to. That's all I have to say. Um, I think we are also just too smart to really be um, thinking that we can make changes in this world without making massive changes within ourselves. And that means that our lives don't always look exactly the same. So I hope this helps. I know it's a little bit of just like a rant, but that's the tea. And have a wonderful Friday, I guess. so much for listening to the too smart for this podcast be sure to leave a review if you liked it it takes two seconds and follow the show on instagram at too smart for this pod check back every tuesday and friday for new episodes and make sure to follow me on instagram tiktok and youtube at alexis barber for more content about lifestyle health and career 
And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.